sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Yes, folks, welcome to another week of Business Eye here at Dublin South FM. Unfortunately, Simon, poor Simon, had to go um, to the dentist today. He was all upset that he couldn't get on there. And he's, but we have a guest host in today uh, who has been on the show before, um, a man that can never stop talking, Brian Kennedy. Brian, how are you? <laughs> Thanks, Joe. And Brian, as usual, thank you very much for asking me to step in at the last minute. The last minute. Brian, how's your week been in, in COVID crazy lockdown? My week has been absolutely brilliant. On Monday night, my doctor told me I needed a hip replacement, which was fantastic. And tonight I get an MRI and a desk scan and um, I have to find another way to exercise other than marathon running. So, so that's, but, yeah. hey, look, happy face. Happy uh, face. That's what it is. We have to be was, happy face. It was coming. There's a big coming. vote coming in, in in June where our TDs will have a choice to either lock us down, you know, for another six months or keep us open. And I know there is a big campaign out there as well, Brian. Um, people are writing to our TDs to say enough is enough mm. and enough is enough. And the reason why, and uh, you know, Brian, you know, I'm very outspoken about lockdown. The reason why is because I think lockdown is doing more damage to our business, to our country, to our economy than what COVID. I understand that people have been sick with COVID and people have passed, but it's the big elephant in the room, the big elephant in the room, you know, the depression, suicide, bank loans, yeah. everything on it. And you from the banking, old banking industry, as the banking industry says, say, you know, when it's sunny, they put up a number relative and when it's raining, they take it away. Take it away. Take yeah. it away. <laughs> so tell us, who was our guest today? Who are our guests today, Brian? Great. So today, Joe, we have with us two very inspiring entrepreneurs. We have Jamie Myers-Koff. Jamie is a master coach, a personal trainer, the CEO of Educo Gym, podcaster. Jamie, I follow your work. I find you very inspiring. You help busy people regain control and transform themselves back to their more youthful selves. And I know you've said it many, many times that you have more energy now at 41 than you did when you were 20. That's it. So, yeah. So Living the dream. I'll be, I'll be talking to you after. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we also have Luke Teeling. Luke is co-founder of Everybody Health, a Irish health and wellness company based in Dublin. Luke believes that, you know, bringing a range of science-based lead vitamin and mineral supplements to the market correctly can build the trust and the knowledge for the clients so that they know exactly what they're doing and can get the benefit from that. And I think that's a really clear, it's what that, what that type of an industry needs, that knowledge and trust. And I've seen Luke's communications and they're fantastic. So really looking forward to this. Two, two men, two industries that, you know, I've been involved with. These, these two industries are, you know, very close to me. And when lockdown came in, you know, we all talk about hairdressers and we all talk about, you know, the barbers being closed. But it was like the guy sitting in the corner, James, was the, the fitness studio. It was, oh, well, you know, we can still go out walking. And, but 
strength, building those core muscles and all that mental health was so important. But then it, was, it also was what you, what are you putting into your body as well, Luke, as well. So these two things were, yeah. were, were crucial. So, James, I'm going to open up with yourself. When lockdown kicked in, what was your first initial thoughts? Yeah, there's a number of things that ran through your mind. Is, it, is this really happening? Um, and I think at the time we were thinking this is going to be relatively short term. But um, I can remember thinking, I think we, we sort of, to be honest with you, we got the sense that we were going to have to close uh, even before lockdown was announced. Because I think lockdown was at the end of March. and um, But we were getting the, I suppose, communication from some members. They were unhappy that we were open. And... Um, it was really becoming unsustainable to stay open. We weren't having enough people coming in through the door. People were, you know, had been terrified out of their minds. And um, so we took the decision that we would close. And then a couple of weeks later, or maybe 10 days later, we, we were, lockdown came into effect and everybody had to close. So my mindset at the time was, oh my God, we're, we're going to have to do something. We've got, uh, you know, 20 odd staff and we've got uh, a business to run. And I, I, we weren't just going to sit there and do nothing. Um, and then you, we also felt that there was we, we were going to have to be able to offer something to people. You know, we were only just into the new year. Uh, people had probably already stopped coming in, as I'd said, maybe around the middle of February. So, you know, I'm conscious that people were going to want to do something. It's still winter. People aren't really going to be out walking and um, doing other types of fitness. It's just not not really appealing at that time of the year. So we were very keen to do something so on the 18th of march we were in the gym uh, recording material for uh, moving our program on so i think we were we were quite quick to to do something and and i i'm not sure we had you know you weren't we weren't given much time so it's not like we had this big strategy it was just my goodness we're going to be closed members are going to have uh, nothing to to rely on and uh, I've got a team of people we, we really would like to, to keep employed. So there were kind of a number of things that were going through my mind. And, and I was trying to juggle as many balls as I could manage. One of the things it, with your gym as well, it's very unique. You know, people come in and they use certain machines. So it's yeah. for you to pivot or to sort of offer an online service, you must have had to really reinvent a wheel for yourself, actually. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't know if it's self-conditioning or wh whatever you might describe it, but I, I had a particular mindset about uh, being in a gym and lifting weights and the importance of that because as a person gets older, you lose muscle. So, um, you know, I thought in my mind, oh my God, goodness, um, how are we going to recreate it? Because, yeah, we had equipment that we called a time machine. And uh, we couldn't start renting that out or we couldn't assemble it in somebody's home. Um, and we only have a limited number of them as well. So, yeah, we had to start to think, OK, well, what what, what is the key uh, or the core philosophy behind what we do? And it's really about helping people to maintain muscle and add back muscle. And so obviously you can really do that. And all you really need is your mind. So if you can focus on the muscle and you can engage it and you can use it, the equipment really um obviously some equipment's going to make it easier than other equipment would be but you know you can still create that type of program where you create the resistance and you uh, that mind muscle connection which is so important as we get older um, to recreate that 
in um, different ways and using body weight and resistance bands and whatever wanted, home yeah. equipment yeah. was available. Yeah. 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 Like we have I our own that. little gym here as well. You know, the crazy thing is, you know, as you were panicking and, and trying to think of new strategies of how you will develop your business, we have then Luke who was with us, who decided to open up a business, you know, in the, when, <laughs> you know, when everyone else was, you know, locking down their, our hatches, um, Luke was being an, an, a new entrepreneur. So, Luke, with yourselves, you just correct me. You're selling um, a, a supplement, which you decided then to launch in 20, early 2020. Why did you decide to jump at this when everyone else was running around panicking? Yeah, so yeah, I suppose uh, as I'm sure we are all aware, there's there's never the right time there's always reasons why you shouldn't proceed or why you shouldn't start a business. And uh, I mean, from my point of view, August, uh, August, 2020, my wife had her second kid and, you know, definitely not the right time, uh, pandemic happening and all the rest of it. But the origins of this business, uh, when we started talking about the food supplement business that we're doing at the minute, that was really December, 2019. So it was really at the start of when, you know, China was talking about COVID and the rest of it. And uh, I was actually before doing this I was working on a different project um with another friend of mine to to, to actually do a sports recovery drink that we were looking to sell uh throughout gyms and um it's only that he had a friend who worked with the in the WHO and we were literally about to push the button to start manufacturing 100,000 bottles of this in Italy or 100,000 cans of this in Italy and his friend said this thing in China is kind of the real deal that he pulled out of it so I was kind of left uh, wanting to start a business with no business to start. And in no the meantime, partner. I met my current <laughs> business partner. He was going down, going down this, going down this route uh, of health and well-being, but from a food supplementation point of view. And I have a background in, in the food industry. I worked with the Kerry Group out of college. So I, I kind of I knew about the space and I was very interested in, in health and in nutrition. So something that I learned uh working for the carry group is about most product development is what we would term marketing led product development. So they're not producing a healthy product for it to be healthy. They're producing it so that they can make a claim, whether that's, you know, reduce salt, increase or reduce sugar, or whether it's to say high protein, uh, or, you know, the, the one that I always come back to is I'm not sure if I can say it, but there's a, there's a brand out there. It sounds like schmack the mail. They produce probiotic yogurts, and on the front of it, it says immune support. And uh, with that, and small writing uh, above that, it says with added vitamin D4, immune support. And they have the minimum amount of vitamin D in there to be able to make that claim on the bottle. You need to drink 13 of these a day to get what the government is saying you should have as a vitamin D supplementation. Yeah, I just pulled you up on that as well. One of the things advertising when they say, that when someone says, you know, free from sugar, but when you look at it, they've something in it, which is worse than sugar, you know? Yeah. I, you know, just listening to that, I love, I love the mindset of both of you genuinely because, uh, and, and Jamie, you alluded to it, you know, the mind keeping the person healthy. Luke, you have a belief in that you started a business. OK, you look, I'm sure you're both looking at yourself in a mirror kind of going, you know, you have to believe in yourself before anybody else can believe in you. 
and you've gone for it and you're doing it and it's it's just absolutely fantastic and it's like i remember reading something long long time ago where people said people have to think outside the box and then they said the box was actually limiting the mind so you know that phrase thinking outside the box is kind of lost lost what people used to think of it so i i admire both of you in what we're living through this uh, joe joe you've heard me say it before when we were kids we read about the spanish flu pandemic and um world recessions and we're living through that now as well and people will read about the us now in history going forward we'll be right? writing the history but though. i think we that's, will that's the thing hmm? we'll be writing it and people will look at how resilient you two guys are if i may ask a question then you're obviously coming across as two fantastic resilient people what do you think inside you made you resilient to be able to keep surviving what i think it is is it's that great quote that i love coming back to either you think you can do it or either you think you can't do it and either way you're right you know if you think you can do something and you fail at it you're not really failing because if you gave your best guts and you worked yeah. hard, you, you definitely learn something along the way. Nobody's ever done something and failed and learned nothing from the failure. But if you say, I can't do it and you just don't do it, then what do you get out of it? You know, we're, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Um, so it's a good time things, and a long time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Both. I yeah. mean, that's for the grand scheme of things, even a hundred years, you know, Honest, the blink yeah. of an eye. In terms of resilience, I suppose if you're looking at the pandemic and you're, you're seeing lockdown to the second lockdown, certainly our industry and you know where we are selling changed rapidly. If you look at pharmacies, pharmacy footfall between the first lockdown and the second lockdown is down 60%. For whatever reason, loads of people went into pharmacies during the lockdown. The first one, second one, they just stopped going in. Yeah. So you know we had to be resilient and going, well, we can either sit there and just take it and hope that it all changes. You just continue to make decisions, continue to try new things, and you keep at it. You keep making changes, keep trying to improve until you're getting somewhere and all of a sudden you've turned what was definitely a problem into an opportunity. So as an example of that, we're creating a, basically like a, a till side point of sale. So that goes into pharmacies and you put all our products on it and it's great. But we're creating something that's about that size. I can fit one of each of our products on it going in there already knowing what they want so what they're going to fill yeah. a prescription or they're going to get whatever it is that they normally get in their farms want to get on it jamie the same question going to yourself then as well from brian yes so so it's a little bit like luke has uh has described it um when you start you have an outcome in mind and um you find that the, the journey getting there is maybe never works out <laughs> as you might have envisaged it, but you can still arrive at the outcome. And it's like that. It's you, you do start to, when you really delve into something, you start to see all different opportunities that there or all the different opportunities that can come out of it. And it's almost just like following a thread and one thing will tend to lead to another. So it's almost like, it's almost, you you just so you're so focused on the outcome that you want that creates its own resilience, and uh, you really have to keep reminding yourself of of why you're doing it and the vision that you're aiming for. 
And then I think you you start to get all different solutions to to let you arrive at that outcome. Um, so, and it, you know, part of what we've been involved in the last twelve months is just you, you just had to keep going. And uh, you know, if you st- if you stop to think about it for too long, yeah. you you might end up putting yourself off. And you know, you've got a lot of different, I suppose, uh, pressures that you've um, you have to negotiate. So uh, your main main aim of the of the game is to is to stay in business and to and to keep going and to develop it. I love the I love the clarity of your purpose that and your self awareness, right? That you're you're calm and you're and you're in control. We're, we're like swans, you know. We're we're underneath the water like this, but you're coming across very calm. And and composure and reasoning are are two of the traits of very resilient people. Because I remember doing some study on resilience a long time ago, and persistence and tenacity. So everyone goes resilience, and everyone talks about you know the positive thing. I always believe there's two elements which make a person successful. It's fear and desire. The fear of, you know, I have, I have the mortgage to pay. I have the bills. The wife is just with yourself, Luke. The wife just had a new baby. You know, we're in a pandemic. How do we keep the door? That's the fear. That's realistically the fear. Yeah. And then the desire is, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to be very positive and, and, and get through, through all this on it as well. So. Those two will will drive it. The reason why I wanted the two guys coming on, because I'm speaking to a lot of people in the industry as well, and people are saying they're doing the walking, but people are also saying that even though they're doing the walking and they're in their in their pods, their mobility isn't is being affected. You know, the, the mobility from these people, you know, we don't think it and their nutrition that they're taking as well is being an issue on it. So yeah. You know, exercise is great, but you still have to work on that mobility and your nutrition is vitally important as well for to boost your immune system in these two places. It would be interesting to consider um, if you were to look at the general population. And obviously, there there are people that are much more at risk for COVID than others. And um, I mean, Luke would be very aware of this as well um, with supplements. But, um, you know, if we were in a position where the population was so much healthier and, you know, uh, or if we invested that money in becoming healthier, would we have to invest so much money in vaccinations? Mm. Um, Mm. And (laughs) there's definitely a point where you encourage people and uh, you get them moving, you get them healthier, you get them taking things like vitamin, vitamin D. um, And uh, their risk of COVID reduces dramatically. And yet we're, we're investing millions and millions on vaccinating everybody. A couple of things on that. One, no amount of vitamin D is going to stop you getting COVID, but it's more the linkage between uh, harsh COVID cases and Absolutely. you know ending up in uh, ICUs and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah. And I suppose the other thing, and sorry, Joe, this is a personal absolute bugbear of mine, is boosting the immune system. Never the aim to boost the immune system. I think only last night there was, a, there was an article talking about long COVID. That might actually be the result of an overactive immune system. So really all you're looking to do is the immune system so you have an optimized immune system. So again, on this, we have we've a product which is my favorite product called Defense. I'm not one to talk about our products, but it's vitamin D, zinc, selenium, and vitamin C because each of those vitamins and nutrients yeah. play a different role within the immune system. So zinc, for example, is a great regulator of the immune system. So it turns it on, turns it off. 
we never get sick in this household. You know, my kids are never sick. My wife is never sick. I haven't been to a doctor in 10 years. And that's because we eat healthy. And that's because we choose, because it's the lifestyle that we choose to have, which regulates our body. And that in itself, we have good healthy immune systems on it. One of the things which frustrates me and angers me, you know, at the very beginning of the pandemic, there was chaos. And in that chaos, you know, everybody was, there was empathy, there was compassion, there was community, and everyone knew that we needed a change. You know, people were frustrated and, and tired of all the that was going on. And we maybe this, oh my God, maybe we might get a change out of this. But as time goes on, there has been a change, but it hasn't been for the better. The change is mm. more rules, more lockdown, more regulations, you know, the changes that we all wanted before this, we're not getting them. The small business and medium sized businesses out there are crippled. They are they are dying yeah. a death. There's five people in my local community committed suicide between Christmas and now. So the education, I think, that we need to get across to people and that education towards people is is exercise helps your body. Mm helps your mobility, mm -hmm. helps your heart, helps your mind, helps your whole body. Nutrition, supplements also do the same. So it is an education process that I'm sure if we got everyone doing the proper amount of exercise and taking the men to supplements, we wouldn't have as many people knocking on A&E doors. Four or five years ago, the WHO said that Ireland was on the track to be the most obese country in, yeah. in Europe. Okay, they said that four or five years ago. And I think people like Jamie and people like Luke can help in educating the general population Definitely. because the communication from the government is not clear. It's not clear, right? And I think from Luke's perspective, I love the piece where he says knowledge and trust in the supplement industry is crucial going forward. And for Jamie, it's, you know, the importance of exercise and exercising the mind muscle. If we can, if we can, if we can get that in some kind of a clear communication to every part of our community, we have a chance. You yeah. know, no. um, we genuinely have a chance, as you said. It's education. It's really the education mm. about people. Mm. Get up off your arse. Yeah. Yeah. Educate yourself. Yeah. Try and educate yourself. But yeah. people aren't willing. People aren't willing to do that. I don't know what the, I, look, I don't know well, what the reason do, is. Do you I know mean, there's so much if, opportunity. If you look, if you go down and go to the, the obesity clinic in Lachlan Sound, I don't know if it's there anymore. Um, and they have a chart on the wall and it's health, nutrition, and motivation. And they, they say, these are the three things that we talk to people about. Great on paper. Who says the biggest thing that we find the hardest is the motivation. That's the biggest yeah. thing that we but, need to. So, you know, two, onto, can two, I, can I just two great Jamie, entrepreneurs here. Jamie, would you agree with me that it doesn't matter how many people come through your door, you can motiv motivate them to within an inch of their life, right? But that's an emotion. It's the commitment. It's the commitment that comes with that. If you can get them in their head to understand why. Yeah, but, so you, you have two different types of 
around just to keep it simple. So the, the first person who's very clear why they're there and has a very clear vision or a goal in their mind, like being in business, they're very easy to motivate. You literally just give them the plan and you could just show them the equipment and they would be off and running. And then there's the other person that you practically have to have a whip for, but they don't have a clear idea in their mind why they're there. They might, maybe they want to be a little bit healthier. Maybe they want to sleep better, but they, but it's very vague. It's not clear in their mind and they're much more difficult to, uh, they're much more difficult to motivate. It's the same with, if you're hiring um, staff, the people that are very clear about why they're there and have, have, a, have a clear outcome in their mind, they're hugely motivated. And then you have other people that aren't that clear and it's, it's their emotion massively, but obviously combined with that emotion. Luke, how are you educating people to take your products? How are you getting people to get involved in your offering? Yes. So I suppose the big thing about us is we want to be seen or not be seen. We want to be an education first company. So if you look at on our website, we have an information center where we post up articles, well, nutritionists post up articles on our behalf about various vitamins and uh, minerals. And we, we don't mention our products within it because we want to give people the information then have them make up their own mind as to whether they want to use our food supplements or not. Because the whole thing we always say, if we focus on immunity for a second, it's not about food supplements. You can take all the food supplements you want in the world. That won't help your immune system, except you have the other pillars sorted. And that being exercise and sleep as the kind of broad three. So nutrition, exercise, and sleep. Taking each one in isolation won't work. You can be as fit as you want, but if you're not sleeping and if you're not eating right, you're still going to end up getting sick. Your immune system's not yeah. going to work. It's, it, you know, it's so interconnected. It's never as easy as saying, you know, take this magic pill because it doesn't exist. And anybody that says that is quite frankly lying. And that's one of the reasons why we set it out there. Um, and yeah, and I suppose exercise is so important. And, and I think you were saying earlier about the government messaging is so poor. And I completely agree because I don't think it's enough to say go out for, you know, a 30 minute walk and then all of a sudden you'll be fit. There's a great TEDx talk by Dr. Brendan Egan. He was a lecturer in at DCU and sports science, I think it was. And he was talking about how much money could be saved through our health services if we just got people to stand up and sit down regularly, as in do squats, but just by sitting down and standing up. And really? it's talking about, you know, bone density and all that good stuff. And I'm sure Jamie will, will be able to speak on this far better than me, but, you know, changing that message away from go outside for your 15-minute walk to you know, do something with a, a plan that actually has scientific proven research behind it that will actually help combined yeah. with nutrition. And nutrition isn't meat and two veg because that doesn't really tell, tell you anything like what kind of veg you eat and what kind of meat you eat. Um, and, you know, sleeping is so much more than sleep for eight hours a night because there's, you know, there's different qualities of sleep. So it, it's really easy to make it really simple by saying sleep eight hours a night eat three times a day and exercise for 15 minutes. But in truth, that doesn't really help you. You need a bit more detail behind it. It's cutting out all that rubbish. Education but, in the schools, yeah, it's, Joe, yeah, it's, from, it's, from an it's, early age, really. Our kids don't eat McDonald's. They don't know what McDonald's is. They, they've never had Coca-Cola. They only drink water. Sugar in this mm. house is not chocolate bars or packets of crisps it's a bit of dark chocolate 85% dark chocolate you know they don't crave for any of this other stuff because they've never had it 
you know, as some people may say, a heavy regime, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but they understand it, Joe. That's the difference. Is that the difference? I think it's it's starting off, but I think people need to sort of say, right, I'm going to get a bit of sleep. I'm going to do a bit of exercise. I'm going to start to eat healthy. And then they get into where can I find that information? Who can I go to that can help me? That's where it is. Um, Luke, if people want to investigate more about your product, where can they where can they jump on? What's the where the, the website address, please? Sure. Uh, website is everybody.ie. Uh, we're on Instagram, everybody underscore IE. We're on Facebook, everybody.ie. Uh, everywhere you can find us. We're on LinkedIn as well. Everywhere. You are. That's where we found you. That's where we found you. We found you. <laughs> and Jamie, if people want to you know, tap into your uh, online programs at the moment while, while you are closed, uh, where, where can they access? Yeah, so um, educogym.com. So it's like the root word of education, the root part of education, educogym.com. And uh, again, they'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, educogym. Search any of the uh, social media platforms. You will find us. Brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. And welcome, folks, to the second part of Business Eye. Yes, we have each week we've decided to try a new platform or a new way of introducing local businesses into the community and it's showcasing our businesses. And I have to say, our first showcase is Capital Credit Union, the heart of Dundrum where a lot of people out there will probably remember when they bought their first car or their first bike or, you know, put that fiver in from the commune. The communion went into the local credit union. And, you know, the credit union, I believe, is going to offer us more coming along in the future than ever before. And Brian, you're a banker, ex-banker. What's your thoughts on credit unions? Very close to my heart, Joe, from the time that I was a kid. I'm probably the guy to put the fiver in there, as you just said there earlier on. Okay. To me, it's like a horse race. It's a slow horse coming up from the back. Okay. And it's going to come and it's it's passing a lot of people. And I think they have an awful lot to offer uh, in the future. Um, and I think that they have a fantastic opportunity to learn from the errors of the past from the banking industry and do what they're going to do now, right. Who have we got on today? Delighted to have Jerry McConville, the CEO of Capital Credit Union. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Joe. And thanks for the introduction there, Brian. Uh, great to be on board. Uh, delighted to be on the show. So um, I don't know where you want me to start. You know, I, I think it's not a coincidence that people trust the credit union. Uh, it's something that we've been we've been in this business now since 1966, um, and some credit unions that's that's capital credit union has been in existence since 1966, and some credit unions have been in existence since the late 50s. So um, you know we're still around, we're, we're still providing that service for members, and I'm glad to say that we're now expanding the whole range of services. So you know as a result of COVID. People have gone online and the credit unions have gone online, um, you know, as the banks are pulling out of, of Ireland, uh, credit unions are stepping into that gap. So, for instance, Capital Credit Union is now doing mortgages and uh, SME lending 
Um, you know, so there's there's great opportunities there for the credit union. And I think there's great opportunities there for members as well to get a fair deal uh, from from the credit union. Tell us, Charity, with the credit union, as I said, just in the opening of that, it's deep within all our communities. Are you finding as you are moving along, especially in the 21st century, is it getting easier for yourselves to offer services to your clients or is it is it becoming a bit of a struggle? No, I don't think it's becoming a struggle. I mean, obviously, regulation has got a lot stronger um, and a lot tighter. Uh, but look, that's no harm. Uh, it's not something that credit unions are afraid of. Um, it is, you know, it is difficult sometimes to um, comply with all the regulations, but we have the resources in place and credit unions want to be compliant and we, we do whatever is required to be compliant. I, I think, you know, maybe some members do find it more difficult to uh, comply with, with what's required now. So, for instance, you know, we do require proof of income from people. Um, where in the past you would have just given them a multiple of whatever they had in their savings. But those steps are in place for their own protection because you can't really be lending money to people who maybe can't afford to repay it. So it is all based on, on affordability and so on. But in terms of uh, being able to offer services to members, uh, you know, like there, there are uh, powers there, there are regulations there that enable credit unions now to provide a wider range of services. We just have to make sure that we're doing it in a, in a compliant way. Worry for me, Jerry, is that the face-to-face and the customer relationship that you've had for years and years and years in the credit union, that you know the family. You, you could lend Brian some money because you know um, Brian's dad, Joe, is it's a good family, right? You know that. Okay. And I know regulation comes in. I... I I hate to kind of see the credit union lose that that piece that, as Joe said, you're you're in you're in the community. It came up from the community, like the old building societies, and we still want to be able to look after, you know, the person that comes in for the five hundred quid or the thousand pound for the Christmas presents. Do you, that quality, how do you, yeah. How do you that, see that being affected by the regulations? Yeah, no, that that culture is still there, uh, Brian, throughout the credit union movement. Um, You know, I suppose where it applies more is in in the larger loans, uh, the smaller loans. And in fact, Capital Credit Union, along with with two other credit unions, is in the process of developing what we call a a flexi loan. The idea would be that once the member approved for a a credit limit of, let's say, €5,000, they would be able to draw down on that at any time without having to reapply over and over and over again. So to us, your character is as important as anything else. And and that's the same as what you're talking about, Brian, the old, you know, we knew your family, your mum and your dad were good members. You'll be a good member. That that still applies because people are generally, you know, what do they say? You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and so on. That that is still the case. You know, that's human nature. Uh, And and we were certainly still able to take that on board. The, The members record with the credit union is still probably the main thing that we go by, because if somebody has been saving with the credit union or has been repaying loans with the credit union, nothing's going to change there. 
more than likely, you know, that that member is still going to be the same member tomorrow as they were yesterday. I think one of the advantages as well of the credit union, when you hear banks, everyone rolls their eyes and the banks are the bankers are like used car salesmen. And, you know, we have Brian, who was an ex banker and myself, who was a ex car salesman. So we can we 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 can take that on the chin. But the credit union, I think, is that loyalty. So there is that separation between banking and what the credit union have. And if things got really bad or, you know, sort of regulations came down, I think people would kind of stop and say, hang on, this is the this is our community. Like what's going on with the post offices at the moment. You know, they're trying to pull them out of everywhere and people are going, hang on, we need these. They're part of the, part of the service on it. But with 2021 at with 2020 and 2021 i'm sure your business sort of like everything took took a a different turn um especially in the projections that you wanted to do and you know the growth that that was expected within the organization as well how did you cope uh, in the last year and what sort of strategies did you come up with to help business owners in the community yeah, there's a lot in that question, Joe, uh, and fair play. But yeah, no, look, uh, the the COVID definitely impacted on the credit union uh, in in a number of ways. So I suppose the the main one was that the the level of business fell away, but what didn't fall away was the repayments on the loans, uh, and what definitely didn't fall away was the increase in savings. So. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see that members trust the credit union because the the savings that's coming into the credit unions um, has just gone up uh, exponentially uh, during the COVID crisis. And while that's while that's great on the one hand, on the other hand, it's not great because um, we have nothing. We can't. There's nothing we can do with those savings because the the demand for lending has dropped off. Um, but I do have to say that. Uh, it hasn't dropped off as much as we had expected. So what, what has happened is obviously people aren't going on holidays. They're not borrowing for communions and confirmations and things like that. But they are still borrowing for the bigger items. Um, and one of the strategies we used during the year was we enhanced our whole online presence. And we can see that members absolutely love it. So for some reason, people like self-service. They like to be able to see the process through uh, from start to as close to finish as possible themselves uh, by logging in, uh, submitting whatever applications and whatever documents they need all online. Now, that doesn't suit everybody. So we've we've kept our offices open throughout the whole COVID uh, crisis. The credit unions were considered an essential service. So we we continue to provide and do still continue to provide uh, face to face where where that's needed, but we've definitely seen a trend towards online, uh, and I think that has made up for that fall off, if you like, because people were able to engage with the credit union from home. Uh, one of the th- one of the other things we did was we set up a dedicated member service centre. So we have a a bunch of our staff that are located in one of our offices. And they're available from eight o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night, uh, five days a week. And then on Saturday, they're there from nine to two. And again, that that's suiting an awful lot of people who don't want to come into the office, but they ring up and they talk to Anya or Mark or one of the guys in the uh, member service centre. And it's, you know what, it's been it's been absolutely brilliant. 
because it still retains that personal service. They're not talking to somebody in, in some other country or some other part of the country. They're talking to our own staff and being able to be guided through whatever it is that they're looking for. It, it's, I have to say, we, we've been absolutely delighted with it and absolutely delighted with the, um, with the growth in, in that end of the business. Uh, one of the other things we did was we uh, put a web chat onto our website so again, members could sit at their desk and uh, effectively text the credit union. And again, it's one of the guys in the in the member service centre that's responding to them. So these aren't chatbots or anonymous people that they're dealing with. These are real credit union staff, you know. So it's 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 been a learning experience for us now. It's yeah. it's that's really exciting, um, Jer, because I've been involved in that in the past in setting up web what we used to call a web chat, mm. and when you do it well the members, you know, talk to somebody on the phone or on the web or whatever it is, and they, um, and they don't, they have to wait ages. Yeah. But it's exciting. It's brilliant. I'm delighted to hear that you're doing web chat. Fantastic. Yeah. I think it's actually just, you know, instant people, because we're so used to instant gratification, um, I think it's quite important that that it's it's that way on the chat. Um, and, and that's where the secret is when you text someone, you know, or on that chat that they come back right away on it. A lot, I'm speaking to a lot of people who in lockdown, what they're doing is they're planning to spend money on, on their houses um, because they can't go on holidays or whatever. Jerry, are you seeing an uptake at all in people applying for loans for getting work done around the house? Absolutely, Joe. It, it's probably the main part of our business now is um, the home improvement loans. Uh, and again, so much so that I tell you what we have noticed is a lot of people now are, are applying for loans to make their house more sustainable. You know, so you're talking retrofits um, and deep retrofits at that. So, you know, I, I hadn't heard of air pumps until quite recently, but apparently that's the whole big thing now is, is to get air pumps into, into your house. Um, so we have we've actually developed a, a green loan um, at a discounted rate. So we're 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 now offering a green loan at five point nine percent when it's over twenty thousand, um, and we're seeing a big uptake in that. A lot of people are uh, getting these deep retrofits done. We work with a a company called REIL, and the the scheme that we're offering is called um, um, Pro Energy Loans. Uh, so it applies for the green cars, you know, so electric cars, plug-in hybrids, and it also applies to home improvements. Um, no, you've hit the nail on the head, Joe. It's it's a it's a big big area now, um, and we we just see it growing and growing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the reason why as well with people being locked down for the year, um, over the year, they're sick looking at their house. we see everything that needs to be done don't we oh my god that crack is there and (laughs) it's on it like even even like i'm i'm exploring the idea of solar panels just to where the house is and where it sits with the sun and i'm looking at that and i'm learning i'm educating myself you know i've bought books on it and everything so it's it's uh this whole area is fascinating what are you doing to help local business that's a great question. We've, we've combined with two other credit unions and we're offering business loans now. The, the uh, title of them is Biz, BizFin Lending. Um, so we're, we're lending up to 300,000 uh, to local SMEs. 
um, and they can borrow up to 20 years. Uh, it's a straightforward process. And again, we've learned, uh, Brian made the point earlier that the, the smart thing for credit unions would be to learn from the mistakes that the bank have the banks have made. So BizFin to us, it's smarter, it's simpler, and it's more transparent approach to lending. Um, we have dedicated loans officers involved. So again, whoever is dealing with, with the credit union, they'll be dealing with a real person uh, and they'll be able to engage with them on a, on a one-to-one basis. Um, and we were doing it with, with two other credit unions when we've set up a, a dedicated website called bizfin.ie. Um, the rates of interest are, are competitive. The loan amounts, as I said, are, are up to 300,000. And for, for a, a self-employed person or for somebody who's a partner in a business, that comes with that loan will come with um, loan protection insurance cover. Uh, so God forbid, in the, in the event of that person's death, that mm-hmm. loan would be cleared, and that that insurance comes free of charge. You know, so there there are benefits to the credit union loans that you don't get with with other financial institutions. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I love that website. By the way, I had a look at that website um, a wee while ago, and. The one thing that really stuck stuck out with me was exactly what you just said there, the loan cover for sole, tra- sole traders. Mm-hmm. And I think people in partnerships at no cost. Fantastic. Yeah. The real ethos of the old credit union into the new world, which I thought exactly. was which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. We'll have you with Davos <laughs> there, Brian. The new world order. <laughs> <laughs> the proper the proper new world financial responsible it's way responsible. of doing things it's, it's, <laughs> so, it's, you know where like you show a... that you care about your 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 you know your customers your fans your clients i don't know what i don't know what you would call it um a, a credit union customer because i don't think we were ever really customers do you know what i mean mm-hmm. we were never really we never call them customers, customers Brian. We, yeah. we we always call them members because they, yes. they join the credit union. You, you, you never hear of somebody right. saying, I joined the bank the other day. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. The members, the bank, they, they yeah. join the credit union, you know, and, and we, we see it as a movement um, yeah. more than a, an institution. It's a credit union movement and it's about uh, caring for, for people um, in a responsible way, you know, so... So um, back to the, the business loans there, Joe, one of the things that I should have mentioned was, um, and again, you can see uh, that credit unions are now becoming more recognized and more accepted in other areas, such as mortgages and, and business lending. And what the point I was going to make was that we have been approved as part of the government guarantee scheme for small and medium enterprise lending. So, you know, that COVID guarantee scheme. Yeah. The credit unions are in there as well. So there's, I think, 19 credit unions uh, have been approved to lend under that scheme, and and we've had a, a we've had a couple of uh, uptakes on that. So you know, it's it's um it's good to see it. It's you know, I think, as Brian said earlier, I, I suppose we're the thing about the credit union. You might call it old fashioned in, in the in the sense of our our morals or our ethics or, or that type of thing. But what we're doing is we're now engaging in a modern. A format or in a, in a modern yeah. way with her with Brilliant. her members you know do you know i've just had a flashback as i was taught as you were talking there i remember you know opening up it was you know the credit union and the post office you know they were the two things when you were a child that you opened up yeah. but i also remember brian i'll ask you this you know no. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> you used to get these little stickers and stick them onto your book 
Do you remember them? Like it was a yes. five or yeah. a tenner or two. Yeah. Or, and yeah. when the page yeah. got full of whatever it yeah. was, and you went, and then when that book got full, you got a new one. Do you yeah. remember yeah. them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The old green shield stamps. You used to get stamps for getting your petrol and getting your this, that, yeah, and the other. And, oh, they were yeah, yeah, books. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they, oh, they, see, they like the if days. you think about it, you know, those things have been. They're still there, but they're in a different format. So if you think of your loyalty card, loyalty card, yeah, you know, mm, uh, yeah. and you know, like the credit unions are are getting into that as well. So we we have a scheme called CU Smart Pay, where we have discounts with local businesses. Uh, and members can avail of that. So you know that's a that's a different yeah. version of your green shield stamps, but they they go along to, to yeah. the local business and they get a discount because they're a member of the credit union, uh, and and then they may end up borrowing from the credit union to buy that shed in the garden. You know, I mean, we're talking about COVID. I mean, a lot of people to get out of the house are building these home offices and stuff like that in, in yeah, gardens. Yeah. Uh, and we're finding that so they're going to the to that company, they're getting a discount from that company, and then they're coming to us looking for the loan. So it's a win-win-win. Everybody is winning, you know, because yeah. the business is getting the business, uh, the, the member is getting a good deal, and the credit union is getting the loan. So, oh, you know. Yeah, I wonder, have you any, have, have you any um, sorry, loans coming sorry, in on boats? You know, people wanting to buy boats to get off this island. <laughs> not, that, not that I've seen, but I'll tell you what has been is camper vans. Uh, people, oh, are, yeah. are, and apparently they can't be got. You know, there, there's such a, a high demand on them now that there's it's very hard to get one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we've given a few loans out for, oh. for camper vans. On, Myself and Brian can win a big something up. <laughs> 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 I haven't got that one on my bucket list just yeah. yet. Yeah. Just yet. Do you think that businesses out there now know that you're doing this, uh, Jared? Or do you think you have a bit of a challenge to educate people? You said about educating some people about, you know, I have to, you have to give me proof of that you can uh-huh. pay, right? So, so to get the right organizations that, that you would like to lend money to, look, you're going to lend money, you want to do it profitably, and you would like to do it to the right people. Mm. And We've always found in banking that when a bank starts to do something new, usually you get a flood of the wrong type of people that start to catch you out because you're only because you're only new. Mm-hmm. So, is there a um, do you feel you have a big educational piece to send out across the financial services industry to say, you know what, here we are? Because I I know what you're doing. Yeah, but that's because I. I'm in the finances, you know, I've been in the financial services industry and I keep keep an eye on stuff still. Okay. Yeah, there is you're right, uh, uh, Brian, definitely there is a bit of work to be done there. So we've we you know, we have the website up and running now. We're doing some campaigns on social media. Uh we we're also reaching out to members with uh e-zines or emails. So we you know, we've identified members who have given us permission to contact them yeah. uh, and we, we you know we've, we've contacted them to let them know what's going on in terms of the the um, SME loans yeah mm. it's momentum I think you know when you start something off mm. you never really want to get you know flooded with it because you're learning mm. and as that goes on it mm. gets better and your staff get more comfortable with it and then it just it just blossoms on. look it is important maybe just to recap and say you know, whether it's personal lending, mortgage lending or uh, SME lending, the, the credit union now does have a, a suite of loans uh, to suit all 
people and, and all walks of life um, were now able to do lending uh, and all of our services were now able to do them over the phone, online or in person. You know, so all of the channels are there for, for people to engage with. Uh, and maybe if I just give some contact details, Joe, if you don't mind. Please, so please. Um, our website is capitalcu.ie. Uh, and if people want to get in touch with us, uh, just send uh, uh, an email to info at capitalcu.ie or call us on 01-299-0400. A full complement of staff, experienced loans officers who are all here just waiting to help. And are you still doing the, the, you know, the giveaway every couple of months as well? Well, we do. Yeah, we do. I'm glad you asked me about that. It's amazing the number of people who join the credit union. And one of the first things they talk about is the car draw. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we have a monthly, <laughs> we have a monthly car draw. Uh, we give away about €30,000 per month uh, in, in prizes. It's it's a very successful, very, very popular. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a whole range of, of other services as well. Like we, we obviously do death benefit insurance which is something that you can buy uh, from the credit union. Um, and, and we do have a school savings scheme, so we don't have the stamps anymore, uh, but we do have uh, a school savings scheme, the school quiz. Oh, one thing I should mention, Joe, is, is the scholarship. So it's a bit early in the year now, but people should watch out for the third level scholarship. We give away um, up to €30,000 in uh, scholarship grants, uh, both for universities, but also for colleges of further education. So if people are doing anything from level five up, um, they're eligible to apply for that scholarship. Um, That's It's uh, very well supported. And, and of course, we, we do support a lot of community organizations as well. So again, on our website, there is a, a sponsorship a application form if any group is interested in, in downloading that. Gary? multiples multiple multiples of loans i don't know what do you say in the financial <laughs> world to wish someone good luck i, I wish, I wish you all the very best to making everybody's future <laughs> dreams come true jerry come true. because that's With exactly handsome, what you're in the business of doing it you know? is indeed yeah great talking to you joe great talking to you brian thanks thanks very much for having me on thank you and take care sponsored by the dunleary Rattown local enterprise office you're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Yes, folks, and welcome back to the last part of Business Eye with my guest host, guest host, guest host, <laughs> Brian. Brian, what's your thoughts? Gosh, um, Joe, do you know, it's really exciting to see where the credit union is going in the financial services industry and to see their awareness of the fact that the steps they're taking, they're learning from the problems of the past okay um so listening to that that was that warms my the cockles of my heart shall i say okay because i don't want to see another financial crisis and i love the way their websites are easier their chats are being properly managed and they still call their um people they do business with members you know they they haven't forgotten they haven't forgotten where they came from i think that's fantastic um for jamie and luke gosh i have the utmost respect for people who have survived and continue to survive during what i would say the three parts of this covid-19 with tiniest bit of help from the government you know 
and being able to see the way in which they're composed, the way they've been able to reason their way through it, their vision for the future, for their business, their persistence, their tenacity. They get hit, they fall down, and I like to say that they bounce forward and not bounce back, because loads of people say bounce back. I think for Luke, it's... You know, it was 2019, but started start. yeah. off in this. If you were starting something up now, yeah, you have to have that little bit extra to go mm. because you have bigger roadblocks ahead of you. You're doing yeah. everything slightly different, and 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 that end of the business as well. It's it is tough, but look, self belief. Yeah, there's a lot of people really self belief for yeah, him in you know, in starting and going ahead and actually being let down by a client. Or not a client, like but a, a previous partner. partner. Yeah, yeah. And um, then and still moving forward shows to me that his resourcefulness will see him through. Most businesses you'll see now as well, you know, they're always we're always thinking in business, okay, how can I make money? What do I need to do now? Do how can we generate mm-hmm. income? And that's that's changing on it. But look, it's we're can't believe we're coming into our fifth month. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah, lockdown yeah. and the longest lockdown in in Europe. Even what's, what's even I am a little bit in anticipation for what's going to announce in the next few days or whatever because I haven't really paid loads of attention. Yeah. I, I've just accepted the fact that look, this is what's happening. But at this stage, I'm kind of interested in what are you doing for people like Jamie and Luke? Great what are you everyone. you know? Yeah, safely. Yeah. What are they doing? Safely. What are they doing for people's mental health? For yeah. people's mental health, and I don't think yeah. we'll see. I don't see. We'll, I don't think we'll see the um, the real ramifications of this for what, a little while yet. The terrorists that are creating this are so far yeah. detached from the yeah. people in the street. Unbelievable! What yeah. liberties yeah. have you got yeah. now? And I think but, that com- that comes across in their communication sometimes. Yeah, definitely. It is a bank holiday weekend. I can't believe it. Bank holiday weekend. Have a great weekend, everyone. From myself and Brian and Simon will be back next week. Take care and God bless.